It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan, a 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic, taking up until 7 o'clock today on this 7th day of August, 6.06 on the clock and 82 and mostly sunny outside here in southeast Ohio. We've had a busy sports news day. And, of course, with the Columbus Blue Jackets getting a big come-from-behind victory, we've got to get a hockey person on the sports team. We've got Samantha Garcia on the line. Uh, but before we get to Samantha Garcia, the other big news is today uh, the OHSAA has set forth a football plan should uh, high school football still resume as regularly scheduled, uh, except that they're condensing the schedule. So there's going to be a six-week regular season uh, with playoffs beginning on Friday, October 9th. And the state finals to end no later than Saturday, November 21st. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But as of right now, let's get to some hockey talk with Samantha Garcia. And, Samantha, it's been a while. How are you doing? Good, Connor. I think the last time we talked, I was doing some baseball. And now that that's over, I've switched my mind to hockey. But all good on this side. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, it, it's good to hear from you again. And yeah, I mean, we were talking about you know the uh, the Copperheads and their virtual online season and everything that they were doing there. Uh, but you know, now it's hockey in August, if you can believe it. Uh, and what a comeback from behind victory was for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't know if you were able to to catch a whole lot of the game yesterday, uh, but still, I mean, Elvis Merlinkins comes into the game. It seems like the whole atmosphere kind of changed the attitude, changed with the Blue Jackets, and they come back and win 4-3 to three in overtime, especially with Pierre-Louis Dubois uh, having that hat trick, you know, powering the Blue Jackets to the win, and now just one game away uh, from entering into that postseason. Yeah, not only did Dubois have that hat trick, but he also had the game-winning goal. I, I fell asleep because this one went into overtime yesterday, and he ended up getting the overtime goal with about a minute and a half left of the first overtime. So he was definitely a star in yesterday's game. But like you were saying, this this Columbus Blue Jackets team, they're leading the series 2-3. to three. And I don't know if, anyone's, if everyone's been paying attention to hockey, but right now, this is the playoffs, you know, that these guys don't have time to figure out what works and what doesn't. They have to give 100% their best right now because if you don't, we all know how playoffs works. If you don't win, you're out. Right, and especially now it's like that bubble situation up in Toronto, uh, you know, up, up in Canada, and still <laughs> Blue Jackets again leading the series 2-1 to one over the Toronto Maple Leafs for the next game coming at 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, but it seemed like everything was down. It seemed like there was not a whole lot of, you know, excitement in the beginning. If you were a Blue Jacket fan, you might have even been a little bit worried. Uh, but Dubois, uh, after that second period and really took over in the third period, you know, scoring uh, the goals that he did, tying it up. Uh, what did you see from him that you liked? I like just just his transition from off the bench onto the ice. He's one of those guys that. You know, he sits out for a couple seconds and then goes right back in like nothing happened. So I think his transition and the way that he can pick up the intensity right away instead of taking, you know, a couple seconds, you know, with line changes, if you're on defense, you're kind of struggling because you know that you're going to be a couple seconds behind and on offense, that's when you kind of want to attack. So I do like the way that he transitions from off the bench and still plays defense. 
you know, even though he's up there on top. And, you know, hockey hockey's a fun sport, but if no one's scoring, it's, it's a little tough to watch. And like you said, a little slow. The first period, only one goal from Cody Ceci. That was only about a minute and ten seconds into the game. I'm not sure if you caught that one. But Toronto came back and scored those two in the second. But like I said, hockey, it's such a fast-paced game. And when there's no scoring, it's kind of hard to, you know, especially if someone's playing, it's hard to, you know, stay on top of your game and do the right thing. Right. And, you know, it was, you know, I would say concerning. I mean, I was going through, I was listening to it on the radio. I was here at the station. Uh, you know, we are a Columbus Blue Jackets affiliate, and we do have the Columbus Blue Jackets coming up at 8 o'clock tonight when the puck drops. Uh, of course, 7 o'clock with the pregame. So right after the sports fan, we go right into, uh, you know, Blue Jacket hockey uh, and, and getting you ready for that. But I was listening to it at the station, and I was just, you know, I'm all right, when is the Blue Jackets going to take over? When are they going to, you know, something change? And, you know, as soon as that third period hit, when Dubois started taking control and, you know, Blue Jackets got a little momentum, you know, they got their, uh, you know, they, they got enough to uh, push it into overtime, and then of course at overtime with Dubois, uh, you know, hitting the uh, the game winner. Uh, you know, it was an exciting game. It was a game that I think that the Blue Jackets needed to have, and of course now you're within one from this playoff qualifying series. Uh, so if they win it tonight, it's over. I mean, they get into the postseason, and then the uh, the Maple Leafs are outside of the bubble. Uh, but what do you think that they have to do tonight, you know, to to try to move on and advance in this postseason? Uh, they're definitely going to have to adjust because Toronto, the Maple Leafs are a really good team. You can't you can't deny that. And seeing how far they've come, they're going to play a little bit harder defense on Dubois. After they've now played three games against him, you can watch film, and you, especially when you're on the ice, you can start to feel on how these players play. So they're definitely going to have to rely on not only Dubois tonight, but work around with each other. Seth Jones is another one for CBJ that Toronto's going to have to worry about. He had a goal last night alongside with Dubois free, but I just think collectively the Blue Jackets are going to have to work a little bit harder and not maybe just rely on their offense to kind of do the work. And again, we're talking with Samantha Garcia. You know, she uh, you know does a great job at the Ohio Hockey Coaches Show, uh, you know, during hockey season. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, comes on to the sports fan every now and then and is a broadcaster for the uh, the Ohio hockey team uh, here on campus. Have you heard anything here at Ohio in regards to, you know, their hockey program? You know, we've had a couple talks with the coaches and whatnot, and everyone's still kind of at a standstill. You know, no one wants anyone to get sick. That's obviously everyone's main concern. At the same time, you do want to play your sports. So I haven't heard anything official but if anything, I think we might have some hockey in the spring if we don't have it in the fall and winter type, which might be a little weird to walk out of a game and there's not snow on the ground and you're not freezing cold. But, hey, as long as we get some hockey, I think I'll be happy. As long as it's cold in Bird Arena, right? That's what, the, that's what matters. Exactly. Uh, but, again, Samantha Garcia, I know you, you got short time. and appreciate taking your time calling in. Uh, you know, you're a big hockey person, so I, I had to make sure that I got you on to the sports fan, uh, of course, to talk a little bit about hockey and, uh, you know, get ready for the Blue Jackets coming up again at 8 o'clock tonight. Awesome. Thank you so much, Connor, for having me on. You know, you can always call me. So, you know, if someone's giving you a hard time, you know I'll dish it out back to them. <laughs> always appreciate it, Sam. Thank you. 
again, Samantha Garcia, the host of the Ohio Hockey Coaches Show. Great to have her on. Great to talk to her again. I mean, with all this quarantine and everything of the such, I mean, it's been a while since we've been able to talk, uh, but it's good to have her on. We'll take a short break right here on The Sports Fan. We'll break down a little bit what's in the OHSAA. Uh, and, of course, your phone calls and more. 740-592-6646. Want to hear what you have to say about the football plans laid out uh, by Ohio today. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sportsman at 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Beer, 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 and I have some tips for parents to keep us kids safe this summer. Around water, a responsible adult should constantly be watching young children. Teach kids to swim. Swimming lessons can keep kids safe from drowning. Never ever leave infants, children, or pets in a park car even if the windows are cracked open use sunscreen every time you go outside use 30 or higher and reply every two hours make sure you stay hydrated by drinking plenty of water these tips have been brought to you by athens county children's services have a fun and safe summer athens county every kid needs a hero but kids in foster care need superheroes athens casa is back with the virtual superhero 5k on september 4th through the 6th the casa team is looking for a few good partners to help make sure our local foster children have the support they need businesses and organizations should check out athenscasa.org superhero to learn more you are listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. And back inside for the Sports Fan right here on this 7th day of August, 6, 17 o'clock in Mills of the Mic. Taking you up until 7 o'clock today as we've got the Columbus Blue Jackets coming your way at 7. Uh, of course, puck drops between the Blue Jackets and the Toronto Maple Leafs at 8 o'clock. And it is the eliminating game. It's the Columbus Blue Jackets up two games to one on the Maple Leafs, and again, game four tonight. If they need a game five, I think it'll be sometime this weekend, Saturday, Sunday. We'll see. Uh, but we got to wait and see until, you know, after this game, uh, and then we'll let you know. But as of right now, the big news in Ohio today is the OHSAA football announcement, and they have said it will be a six-game regular season that will begin the week of August 24th. All teams eligible to enter the OHSAA playoffs, which is some big news uh, the number of playoff rounds are dependent on the number of schools entering the playoffs in each division. 
Schools eliminated from the playoffs or that choose not to enter the playoffs have the option to schedule additional regular season contests through Saturday, November 14th. A maximum of 10 regular season contests are permitted. Uh, again, regular season will start week one. That is the week of August 24th. I believe it won't be until the 28th, which is that Friday. And it is uh, three weeks from now, which would be that first game. And right now for Athens, it's supposed to be Athens home against Waverly. Alexander at South Point. Uh, Megs opens up at Galley Academy. Nelsonville, York is home against Trimble. River Valley home against Piketon. And Vinton County away at Unioto. And Wellston uh, at Oak Hill. That's what it's supposed to be scheduled for right now. Uh, but with this change and with all teams that are entering into the postseason, you have to think, well, will there be any schedule changes? And, of course, there will have to be since you're minimizing the regular season down to six weeks before you enter into the postseason. And the maximum that they're going to allow that the high school kids play is up until Saturday, November 21st. That's what they anticipate uh, the state finals to end. Uh, so state finals end no later than Saturday, November 21st. Um, but the playoffs would begin early this year, early October 9th. And, of course, our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. Uh, call in, react to the news right now with the OHSAA. What do you think? Uh, is it a positive? Is it a negative? Do you think they should be playing? Do you think uh, that it's all two concerns, uh, that there's no concern to be had about it in football? We'll go. Whatever your, your thoughts are, phone lines, of course, are open again, 740 592 Four, six. Uh, the other playoff details right now with the OHSAA playoff. Uh, playoff seating will be a vote via the coaches of uh, the week of September 28th. Uh, the Harbin ratings have been suspended for the 2020 season. All playoff contests through the regional semifinals and possibly the regional finals will be hosted by the higher-seeded team. Uh, so that number one seed, you know, the highest seed possible uh, would, of course, be beneficial here. Of course, if you're going to be uh, hosting those games, you'd want them to be at home. Uh, but as of right now, possibly the regional finals will be hosted by the higher-seeded team. Schools must commit to participate, which is the most important thing right here. Schools must commit to participate in the playoffs by 11.59 p.m. on Thursday, September 17th. i got to imagine that there are going to be some schools who respond the week of August 24th, or maybe even some schools that have responded right now. Uh, when they heard the news and said, hey, if we're playing football, we're going to be in the postseason. Because as of right now, again, the news is from the OHSAA uh, that their change is that the all schools across the state of Ohio will be eligible for the postseason. That eliminates you know, the need or worry if one school decides to back out, rescheduling issues, teams without enough players, teams that could have caught uh, COVID, unfortunately. Any team, any situation that you can foresee uh, does not matter because as of today, every team is eligible for the postseason. Uh, so I, a lot of schools who haven't been in the postseason, they get their chance. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of schools that maybe say, all right, you know, it, it's nice to be included into the postseason, but we don't have the talent or we don't have the team. They can back out of it. You know, it's up to each individual school right now to decide whether or not they want to be in the postseason. And, of course, that news is coming as of 4.45 today, a press release from the OHSAA uh, stating that the schools, uh, the schedule for football has been shrunk. It goes from the week of August 24th up until the week of September 28th for the regular season. 
and then playoffs beginning Friday, October 9th. And the postseason not concluding any earlier or any later than Saturday, November 21st. So that's the big news from today. Uh, that's what they've got for OHSA football. Uh, and I think, you know, it could be, a, it really is a positive thing. Uh, the coaches get to now decide on seeding. So I think that would be an interesting thing for especially a couple schools around here. Maybe we get a better seed. Maybe uh, we got to fight for a better seed. I think Trimble could benefit from this. Uh, you know, it's not up to the computer rankings anymore. It's just throwing those coaches in there. Uh, maybe not into a room. Maybe it's a giant conference call. We got to wait and see what you know they decide to do. I don't know if they're going to actually seed in person. I don't know how safe with all the COVID stuff that would be. But still, uh, it would be coaches seeding it. They'd get together. I think it says uh, September 28th. Uh, so coaches, again, the week of September 28th uh, would get together and vote and uh, get ready for that postseason. Of course, that's still a long time away. But now, you know, we're sitting here in August. And a month from now, we're going to be talking about postseason football. Uh, so that's definitely going to be a change. Uh, it's definitely going to be you know, a quick turnaround. I don't know where the summer's gone. But still, you know, we got baseball going. We had a little bit of a summer team going. And unfortunately, that had to close about a week early. I know Athens had a softball team uh, that was getting up and going. And, of course, with the, the spike in cases here in Athens County, that had to go down. Uh, but, you know, the encouraging thing is right now is that they are going full steam ahead uh, for a football season. And, of course, it still has to be passed by the governor. The governor has not approved any contact sports yet here in the state of Ohio, which would include, you know, football. Uh, so football has not yet been approved. But the, the good thing here is that the OHSA has a plan. They've altered what the regular season looks like. They altered what the postseason looked like, all in anticipation to get ready for whatever this COVID season can look like. We'll take another short break on the sports fan. Again, our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. Call in anything you want to talk about, OHSA or other. Uh, and, of course, we got Cincinnati Reds still to talk about. And the Blue Jackets again coming up, pregame show starting at 7 o'clock. This is the sports fan presented by J&K Contracting on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Siemens Grocery has been offering service, quality, and cleanliness since 1951. At Siemens, the butcher is always in, and the vision of delivering the best continues as they now offer locally raised beef from R.L. Valley Ranch, Athens County. The cattle are raised naturally with no hormones or antibiotics. Try some truly fresh beef right now at Siemens, where you can do a week's worth of shopping in 15 minutes. Stop in today at 305 West Union Street in Athens. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. 
America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. The Army National Guard responds to disasters such as wildfires and floods. They protect us with missile defense, cybersecurity, and civilian support teams for chemical, biological, and radiological hazards. Be there for your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Avellino has the true taste of your grandmother's old water Italian cooking in every dish they prepare. Coming Monday through Wednesday from 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Try to breakfast with a double shot latte for only $2.75. You're not in for breakfast? Come in for the $7 lunch special. You won't regret it. Avellino even accommodates all food allergies and has vegan and gluten-free options. Taste buds? No. Now take them for what they really want. Take them to Tavolino. Like Tavolino on Facebook for the hours and specials. Now that's a spicy meatball. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And back inside for The Sports Fan right here off of 300 Columbus Road. It's 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Mills and the mic taking up until 7 o'clock today. And, of course, Columbus Blue Jackets coming your way. 7 o'clock pregame, 8 o'clock puck drops. It'll be the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Again, if Blue Jackets win, the Maple Leafs would be eliminated from postseason contention, and the Blue Jackets secure their spot and advance into the postseason. Um, but we did have the Blue Jackets on yesterday, and we talked a lot about the Reds. And as of right now, you know, it was a. I think it's a good thing that we had the Blue Jackets on uh, instead of the Reds yesterday. One, I mean, it's a matter of importance. You know, if you're going for the postseason, of course, you're going to have. You know, the team that's playing uh, meaningful games uh, over, you know, the Blue Jackets, uh, over the, the Reds, because the Reds, you know, just regular season baseball. Uh, but the Reds uh, did not do well at all yesterday. Uh, they got shut out, three hit, and lost 13 to nothing. Gave up 10 runs in the bottom of the, or in the, uh, yeah, bottom of the seventh inning. 10 runs, but 13 to nothing. The Cleveland. Indians defeated the Cincinnati Reds yesterday. Uh, you know, only a couple hits. Jesse Winker picked up two of the three hits for the uh, the Reds. Akiyama picked up the other hit. But as you take a look at that lineup that they threw out there yesterday, you know, Vano's only hitting 237. You got uh, you know Castellanos, who's your best hitter right now, batting 333. But you got nobody really. You know, everybody's kind of hanging around that 200 mark. Jesse Winker at 188. You know, Stenzel hitting 241. It's not terrible. Galvis, 194. Farmer, 143. Barnhart at 200. Yeah, the, the bats are just not right. They're not there. But the Cincinnati Reds have to get it turned around, and they got to get it turned around quick. Uh, the Indians, you know, after their slump, uh, they got swept over the weekend, but they come back. Uh, they take three of four from the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, and a nice pitching performance, of course, by Carrasco. Carrasco picked up his second win on the year yesterday. Uh, is now two and one, six innings, allowed only one hit, walked four. I mean, the the Cleveland pitchers have been walking a lot, but when you get the wins, I mean, you just look the other way when it comes to walks. Uh, but four walks allowed by Carrasco, eight strikeouts, season the ERA at 2.5, uh, and of course, you know, Hill and Matten. Uh, Plutko all coming in, uh, doing their job, and uh, you know, taking care of things. 
Castillo didn't do a terrible job. You know, he went five innings, tried to keep the uh, you know the Reds in the ball game, but about two runs, bottom five, about three runs total. It wasn't. And Castillo went in there. I mean, he battled. He, he did what he could. Uh, but you need the bats to come alive. De Leon, four hits, eight runs, all earned, four walks, three strikeouts, ERA 43.2. I mean, De, De Leon's not, uh, that's not the kind of performance that you'd hope uh, out of your bullpen. And it comes back to what we were talking about yesterday on the sports fan. Because you had... You know, the bats weren't there and your bullpen wasn't there, but you have tremendous starting pitching. And you need to have that starting pitching to build the bases off of, which is great. You know, you have pitching that can keep you in games. Now you got to be in the games. And now you got to hit. Now you got to have the bullpen. But the bullpen, shaky again yesterday. The only guy really uh, uh, for one inning out of the bullpen, Davidson. Uh, Davidson allows one hit, gets uh, one strikeout. Hasn't let up a run yet this season, so that's you know, encouraging from Davidson. Uh, but Reed allows two runs, just in a third of an innings pitched. It's uh, you know, tough going for the Cincinnati Reds right now, but with the Cleveland Indians, they're on the upswing. Uh, that's the kind of series that they needed. And, of course, when you have a series like that, uh, you know it can propel you as you get ready for your next game. But as of right now, next game for... Uh, the Cincinnati Reds, Trevor Bauer against Eric Lauer. That's coming up at 8-10 tonight, and we will not have that on 970 uh, or 97.1 FM uh, WATH. Of course, we'll have the Columbus Blue Jackets as they get ready for the postseason. But Reds and Brewers tonight, 8-10. Uh, if you can watch it on TV, you can watch it there. But uh, Bauer, 0-6-8 ERA. He's done a great job this year. 1-0 uh, win-loss. Take a quick look at the starting lineups for Cincinnati Reds. Nick Stenzel leading off. Akiyama's out of that leadoff spot. Nick Castellanos, uh, of course, he's had himself a season right now. Six home runs, uh, 13 RBIs. Uh, Eugenio Suarez you know, batting a, under 100, batting a 91. 091 for uh, Eugenio Suarez. Uh, Matt Davidson, uh, of course, he was the uh, position player that pitched uh, yesterday. Um, but Matt Davidson at first base, uh, Kirk Casale behind the plate, Christian Colon uh, at second base, Jesse Winker, designated hitter, Irvin, uh, Philip Irvin, left fielder, and Kyle Farmer over at shortstop. Um, so that's the starting lineup for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, with the Brewers, they throw Eric Lauer. Lauer, uh, this will be the first start for him and his second appearance. He hasn't pitched since the third game of the season. Uh, where he had a six-strikeout, eight-out uh, relief outing against the Cubs on July 26th. And it doesn't get easier for the Reds. You know, and I'm still saying there's a lot of season left for Cincinnati to go out there and win a lot of ball games. Uh, but, of course, again, if it's a 60-game season, you got to start turning around right around now. And uh, the Reds got to go out there and do that. they got a talented pitcher out in the mounds in Bauer. they got a good shot winning this ball game. Uh, but you got to go out there and do it, you know, and that's really what the bottom line is. Can you go out there and, and win this ball game if you're Cincinnati? You got to start somewhere. You're on a three-game skid right now. You're on the up after coming into that series with the Cleveland Indians, and now you go face on with the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, and of course with the Brewers, they're they're a tough team. You know, they uh, they haven't hit their stride yet, 
but they are a very tough team. Christian Yelich off to a slow start, but you know, he's starting to heat up a little bit now. Uh, but again, they got to go out there, they got to win, and they got to get ready uh, for this ball game later on today. Of course, phone lines are open here on the Sports Fan 740-592-6646. We'll take another short break, and we'll take you up until 7 after this one. You're listening to the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Rich Avenue, Athens. When there's something strange lurking under your bed, who are you going to call? Dustbusters! Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street, right next door to the Donkey Cafe, uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress, 59373. That's 5937393. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. And back to the sports fan, presented by JK Contracting right here on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Mills of the mic taking up until 7 o'clock on this 7th day of August. Of course, 85 degrees, mostly sunny outside. Feels like baseball weather, and of course, we got baseball. Uh, coming up, uh, Cincinnati Reds and the Brewers. That's at 8:10. But uh, we'll have, of course, the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Toronto Maple Leafs coming up uh, at 7 o'clock for the pregame, and they'll go all the way through, and probably out until about uh, we get a guess around 10 o'clock, 10:40 for that uh, full game, and then plus the postgame too. Uh, but should be an exciting game and an exciting game to listen to yesterday. Uh, of course. On the call, uh, I always enjoyed listening to the Blue Jackets uh, on, on the station, and they gave something for us to listen to. 
Uh, of course, I was seeing a lot of a uh, lot of things on Twitter where they had, you know, has Elvis because uh, Elvis Merlinkins came in, uh, came into the game, jump started the, uh, uh, sparked the Blue Jackets, and of course Pierre Louis Dubois with the hat trick, uh, four to three victory in overtime yesterday for the Blue Jackets and Toronto Maple Leafs coming up at eight o'clock today. Uh, the one thing that I haven't mentioned yet in the show, Mid American Conference presidents, they're meeting tomorrow at nine o'clock, and what this meeting is about. I think generally it's about all fall sports, but I think more specifically it's going to be about what happens with football. Yeah, because football right now, Mid-American Conference is the only conference who has not laid out a plan in regard to what they will do for their football season coming up. Because right now for the MAC, it's as if nothing has changed. Um, that's just because all right, a couple teams might have dropped off, a couple teams' schedules. But as of right now, the football schedule is what it is. Uh, there's been no changes made to the Mid-American Conference yet, uh, and Ohio will be ready to go. Uh, but they still got to wait. They still got to see. And I, I think that the a lot of the confusion right now in the MAC will be, you know, do teams want to play? Uh, I, I saw on Twitter earlier today that what they are, you know, kind of looking at right now is... You know, will teams be able to, you know, field a season, you know, still play and have a, a full season this year? Uh, but from Nick Portrowitz, I think I, I butchered the name there, but uh, what Nick says on Twitter is, is he's got sources, um, but he says Mac President's meeting scheduled for 9 o'clock tomorrow. If they vote for a fall season, uh, again, Nick spoke with multiple people who doubted all 12 schools would play. NIU in particular communicated its reservations about a fall season this week. Uh, but, you know, again, that's what's uh, concerning. You know, will NIU have a football season? Will, you know, teams back out? I think Ohio wants to play a season. But, of course, you got to wait and see. You know, what does the rest of the conference do? Because you can't just go to a conference-only schedule if – you know, your conference doesn't want to play. I mean, that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, but still, you got to be ready, uh, ready to go, and uh, just ready to play when, when the, whenever the game and whatever the schedule is. But so we got two changes. You know, Mid American Conference announcing something tomorrow, and of course with the OHSAA uh, announcing that they will be shortening their season. Again, if you missed it earlier on in the show. Um, you know, OHSAA shortened it to six games, postseason starting in or around Friday, October 9th, and state finals no later than Saturday, November 21st. Uh, and I think that benefits a lot of people here, uh, you know, in Southeast Ohio. That puts a lot of people, gives them the opportunity to be in there, right? And then if as a coaches, uh, you got to have faith in the coaches to, to uh, negotiate and try to get the best possible seating for you at the end of it. And, of course, whatever you do during the regular season, it will help. Uh, I think a lot of history will help, too. You know, if you're Trimble, uh, you got to figure out, all right, well, I think Trimble's going to have a great uh, you know, seed, regardless of what happens in the six, because they have that history backing them up. And when you're talking about seeding, uh, I, I think it is a lot of uh, what they have done in the past, right? Because if they're a, a good team last year, a lot of coaches have that in the back of their minds, and they're just going to roll off with that and get it uh, and move forward with that. Uh, so we'll wait and see. 
We'll have to see what what uh, you know transpires with the postseason. But again, the news to report is a six-game regular season for the OHSAA, uh, and then schools, if you decide not to be in the postseason, because uh, you're, you're talking about a lot of schools entering into the postseason, or at least having the opportunity to be in the postseason. So if you're not going to be uh, one of those schools who want to partake in the postseason, you can still you know, back out of the postseason, and you can still uh, get ready uh, and play a couple more games as if you, know, you just missed the season and then you'd be all right after. But you just got to wait and see uh, what this football season will be for the OHSAA. And, of course, uh, who best to talk about high school football with than Troy Bolin. Uh, Troy, been a while. How you been? Oh, pretty good. Uh, I don't know about a while. I called in about a week ago, didn't I? Well, I mean, that's, that's about a while, though. I'm used to talking to you on a daily basis, you know. I, I haven't yeah. seen you for the sports fan. Yeah, that's true. Uh, life's just been been chaotic for me and just about everybody. And right, hopefully that changes or actually maybe makes it more chaotic when sports kick back in the year. But that's okay. Yep, I mean, be pretty, uh, be pretty excited for it to happen. I know that. Yeah, and of course, I mean, what is your reaction? I mean, I've been talking about it a little bit on the show here, but still, the OHSAA shrinking the regular season down to six games. Uh, you know, from August 24th, the week of August 24th, all the way until September 28th. Well, um, I, I caught me off guard. I can tell you that. I didn't expect that. I did not see anybody discussing that as an option anywhere. So when I read that news this afternoon, I was a little surprised by it. Just because I didn't, I didn't even have it in my mind as an option of, of happening. So that, from that standpoint, it was a little surprising. Uh, it's definitely interesting. Because it really adds a lot of a lot, a lot of different options uh, for teams, and it also adds a lot of confusion too. Uh, by the way, it's going to be set up. Um, athletic directors who I'm friends with, who I've contacted and talked to a couple in the last hour or so, are kind of beside themselves because now they have a lot of work to do to try to figure out what path they want to <clears throat> create for themselves and their team. You know, do they do they play the seven games and then play playoffs? What are the options if you get beat in the first round? They're they're allowing you to continue to play non-playoff game, right. and so now you have most of your schools play league games weeks three or four through ten. Uh, so obviously you have to get those league games in. So you're going to shift those, which is going to have to that's just going to cause a lot of confusion. You're going to have to bump off non-conference teams, move conference teams up, and it's just going to be very, very chaotic and. Honestly, I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, maybe a, a league commissioner or a, a board will have to try to figure that out because these things are already difficult, a league schedule, you know, because we have <clears throat> so many teams in the TVC talking about the hockey in the Ohio. Uh, and if you're moving games around, they, they well plan that because what are we talking, 16? Well, I guess Miller and Waham are no longer there. So you still have a lot of teams playing. Right. And to try to figure out how to fit all those in uh, to six weeks, that's going to be downright impossible for the hockey. There's going to be games that don't even take place. So the whole thing is turned upside down, very tricky, and a lot of work needs to be done on the part of the ADs and the leagues. Yeah, I mean, so this just came out of left field. I mean, there was no – nobody was talking about shorting a season. Do you think it makes a difference? You know, I mean, are they – obviously, you know, you, you reduce the risk – I guess with a less amount of games played, 
but do you think it really in the long run would make a difference if you minimize it from you know, your regular 10 weeks regular season down to six? It's mm, a good question, but the reasoning was not because of the extra games. The reasoning was in fear of an onset in the fall of, of the virus making a return in a bigger form, uh, basically like we saw weeks ago, as what I read, thinking that late fall, early winter, we could see a, a second wave, uh, thinking they would cut the season short that way would help out if that happened. I think it was. I mean, it could have been less less contact, less games could also play into it. But that was also said first, in fact. So I don't know. Huh. At this point, does anybody know? I mean, it just it, it like you said, it really come out of left field, and it really there's the whole there's a, just a a lot of confusion. A lot of clouds are hovering over, trying to figure out what the heck to do now because. They weren't prepared. Nobody was prepared for that scenario where they could have sat down the past two weeks in a meeting, a board meeting for the TVC and said, if this happens, this is the schedule we'll go with. So <laughs> I feel bad for them right. Uh, because right now everybody's on the phone trying to figure out what the heck to do and how we're going to move this game to that week and that game to this week and well, what and happens to these non-conferences and it's just chaotic. Yeah, and I mean, the bottom line right now is, you know, football and other contact sports, as defined by the governor, are still not even allowed to, to go forth. I mean, you don't even have, you know, the contact sports approved. Uh, so, I mean, football right now, as it stands today, you can't play football, but it's nice to see that they have some kind of plan getting ready for the season. And it's hard to believe, you know, people are going to be going forth three weeks from today uh, is when Athens was supposed to open up with Waverly at home. Mm. Uh, so it's a yeah. short time period to try to get ready and get going, and especially since you know the first thing you got to take care of is actually approving football to be played. And that's just another layer to the confusion because not knowing you're going to have all these athletic directors and coaches today, tonight even, working overtime, uh, stressing out, and trying to figure out what the heck they're going to do. Uh, and then let's say they spend all weekend ironing out the details, and then come Tuesday, DeWine just says, well, you're not playing. Yeah, that's going to that's upset not only the athletes who are also out practicing today, putting in time, putting in work, thinking they're going to play. So you have that aspect of the kids, you know, preparing mentally and physically to play. They're going to be heartbroken, crushed, disappointed. But now you're going to throw on top of all these other people trying to do things to make this thing happen, all for it to come crashing down on them. Uh, so, but, you know, the OHSA... You know, they gotta, they gotta do what they gotta do. They gotta, they gotta put forth this plan now because they can't wait on the governor and the state to drop the hammer on them uh, because then you're unprepared. So, just you're in a catch twenty two, I guess. Um, you know, you you, you yep. just prepare, prepare for the uh, the best, <laughs> expect the worst. I don't know how that saying goes. I forget. I'm on the track walking, so my mind ain't working very well. But. Um, <laughs> It's just, uh, it's just a bad, it's a bad spot. And I tell you, who's really in a bad spot more than anybody is the teams that don't have leagues. Yeah. Uh, so Logan being one, yeah. uh, they are really paranoid right now because there's a really good chance that they're not even going to be able to find games to play, uh, and that's going to be tough. I uh, hear their kids are working just as hard. Coach Eddie just took over up there in Logan. He's expecting you know to start building his program, and now all of his opponents are going to be calling him tonight saying. Well, we can't play you. Well, we got to play our league game, and those kids could be left out in the cold completely. 
I mean, do you think that there's a situation where they can just play other independent teams? I mean, well, I they know. might, but there's not very many of them, and they're not really anyone close. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can go play like a you know Youngstown Mooney and get killed if you'd like, but nobody wants to do that. Uh, it's just Logan's a, an anomaly. They're they're a big school, but they're not really a big school, and they always have a tough time finding opponents anyway. If they could find a league that's got an odd number of teams, maybe, and you could play the odd number, because obviously if you have nine teams, there's going to be somebody not playing a league game that night. But, you know, just getting on the phones and trying to find those people, trying to find those teams is, is not an easy chore. And there's other teams like Logan, or your uneven teams will look for other uneven teams in conferences or schools that are similar in size. So if the hockey has seven teams, Trimble's not going to want to go play Logan. Trimble's going to want to go play a small school with also an odd number, regardless of how far they travel, just based on who you, who you want to play. What is safe for your kids, even? I mean, a D7 school playing a D1 school is just not, not palpable. So it's going to be interesting, like a big giant puzzle that people have to try to put together uh, from different phone lines in different school districts. Right, and I think the one thing, I, I saw it online, I forget who tweeted it or maybe posted it, I don't know where I was looking, but uh, the one, I guess there are a couple schools that said, all right, school's closed until October 1st, and then they're not allowing the student-athletes to come back to the high schools to either practice, work out, or, or compete until schools reopen. And I, I saw an opening date in one of the schools was October 1st. So a team doesn't even have a season. They open up on October 1st, and then here's a postseason coming up on October 9th. I mean, that would be crazy for them. Yeah, luckily this doesn't really apply to any of our schools in our approximate area <laughs> because that's going to get really confusing for, let's say, Columbus City Schools, mm-hmm. possibly, or your bigger areas that you're talking some of your teams aren't playing, some of them are. I, I can't imagine being in their situation, but from my understanding, almost all TVC schools are, are ready to go. Uh, we didn't have anybody that said they're not playing yet, as of yet, I should say. So we won't have that problem. Other schools, other leagues will, but it just adds to the whole confusion if you're looking at it from a state perspective. And and I wonder if when the OHSA sits down with, with the governor and whoever else is in on that, that meeting, they're probably going to look at all those things and say, this is just too confusing, you know? Right. You know, and it might, it might aid in their decision to shut the whole thing down. And then they're just going to say, this is just this is ridiculous. Uh, you know, half of a plane, half of a mar plane, you got a 16-six schedule. It's just too much. Just shut it down. Let's move it to spring. I think that moving it to spring, I think, is about has got as high a percentage of chances of anything, to be honest with you. Not many people are talking about that, but Illinois did it, California did it, I think Pennsylvania did it, which is right next to us. Right. Because you've got to have football. The OHSA is going to go bankrupt if they don't have football. That's what it feeds their and they the whole have, entire organization. they got to have postseason football, too, because that's where they make Absolutely. the most of their money. Yeah, so um, and it's not a bad option because I don't, when I look at Illinois' strategy or their plan, I actually kind of liked it because they moved baseball to summer. And as we all know, if we've gone out to an early season game in Athens or anywhere in the area, it, when, when baseball starts, it's too cold. So if they're going to bump baseball back to May or June and even let it go into July a little bit, I really don't have a problem with that. Um, I, I don't think baseball coaches would either, to be honest with you. I mean, they'd be getting players right out of football season, some of their players. That'd be tough. But to go out and, and play your first game of 75 degrees 
That sounds a heck of a lot better than playing your first one at 55. Yeah, that's the weather in here in Ohio. I think that's why it would make sense. Right. I mean, it would just be, you know, the one thing that comes to mind when I think about, you know, pushing it back into the summer is, well, I mean, a lot of people take off. You know, I mean, there's vacations. There's, you know, people going on college visits. There's, you know, all all the sort. Uh, so I think baseball would hurt a little bit if it gets pushed back into the summer, you know, too far where it's, all right, maybe we lost a couple kids here. They're going out to college. Because, uh, I mean, if we're going back to colleges now uh, and, and on campus, let's say, in 2021, yeah, a lot of people have to go for that orientation thing. And you, know, you might lose half your baseball team if, if you're senior heavy or you know, yeah, something you of might. Sort. I mean, the, the league season is June 30th, so I can't go past June 30th. I tell my parents, I tell my kids, hey, look, you know, you still got all of July, most of August, and, you know, if you got to go away and miss a weekend, I understand. But, you know, don't be playing a vacation until at least July. That's not too much to ask, I don't think. Uh, so you can't go past June 30th no matter what. That's always been the end of the league season, the OHSA. So that think- would be as far out as you go. And I don't even think they'd go out that far. I think they could cut it. You'd start a little bit. Or- I-, I don't even think they'd go that far. I think it'd be mid-June you'd be playing your state championship game. So not too much to ask. But at- in the grand scheme of things, baseball gets pushed down the ladder of importance. And they're last. Uh, the most important thing is football, football tournaments, basketball, basketball tournaments, everything else is just going to have to be sacrificed for what makes the money. Uh, it makes the whole thing go. Right. Now, like any, any any level of athletics, when it comes to college sports, where does your college sports money come from? It comes from, from football. Football, no basketball. Yeah. Exactly. What about, you know, this whole new postseason? I mean, they're doing away with those computer rankings, right? So the, uh, right. the Harbin ratings are suspended for the 2020 season. Uh, do you think it's beneficial for a lot of people now that, you know, postseason is wide open, everybody makes it? Uh, yeah, or, well, or it could that's be... A whole different, that's a whole different yeah. question, and, it's a, and it's, it's a very good question. That's a whole different topic in itself, one we can get into in depth uh, if we're given the green light. You know, that'll be the next thing we explore uh, if the if we're allowed to play, because it's definitely an interesting dynamic, a different one, uh, a fun one to discuss, because it's got so many different avenues. Uh, that you can, you can still play 10 games. You know, if Athens plays six games, they lose in the first round, they can still come back and play week eight and week nine if they want, which I think is really weird. Right. Uh, so you can, you can literally play a playoff game week seven and still have two more games. That's never happened before. I don't think in any sport that I can ever remember. Usually your last playoff game is it, you're done, you're out. Unless you had a makeup game, which I mean, nobody cares about because the tournament's over. So, Right. I mean, uh, I can see maybe, you know, a team or two would say, all right, let's give us one more game. We'll go out, senior ceremony or something. Uh, if, if you miss the postseason or if you, you know, not miss this postseason, but I guess if you get kicked out, if you lose, uh, you know, then maybe seeing one more game is kind of like a ceremonial thing. You send off your seniors and so on and so forth, but... I don't know if I would be all for, you know, a meaningless game, you know, because every, every <laughs> yeah, game right. means something. But now you got a meaningless game. I mean, not to downplay, you know, the, the high school football season, but if you're not playing for anything, then why are you playing? Yeah, well, it's a lot different playing a meaningless basketball game and a meaningless baseball game because they're just easier. It happens, you know, we get a lot of those makeup basketball games after tournaments where we get canceled for the winter. Mm-hmm. Baseball is the same way, where we have to make up league games. That's a necessity. Um, you know, you can go out and play a game. Baseball is fun, but you know, going out and play a meaningless football game. There's no such thing, and that would be really awkward. 
Um, unless it was a league game with league implications that needed to be played. Right. Where the kids have something to play for. But honestly, I don't see many coaches going out and playing that eighth game um, if it comes to it. I, I just don't see that happening. Unless you have a young team uh, with a lot of promise for the following year, then I could see it. Let's say Trimble has got a lot of juniors. You know, and they go up and they lose week seven. I can see them continuing to play uh, just because they're playing for the following year, right? Right. But if you just got a team that's not really into it, like like a treble football is with young players, the game's over week week seven. I can see them being done, but they'll cross that bridge when they come to it. It's, but it's definitely an interesting dynamic. And I love the fact that everybody makes the playoffs. I mean, that's cool. That keeps things interesting the whole season, right? Because by week seven and eight, sometimes it's a – you have games out there that mean nothing, not, no league implications, no playoff points on the line, nothing, and it really makes it fast and important for the whole six weeks, which could be very interesting. Yeah, and I just want to touch on it a little bit before we got to go to the Blue Jackets coming up at 7 o'clock with the pregame show, and, of course, Toronto Maple Leafs, Blue Jackets, puck drops at 8. Uh, but, you know, with this whole postseason thing, you know, it's just going to be, you know, a couple coaches in a room doing what, Basically, we do. You know, I'm the sports fan. All right, who's better than who? And then you see them. You know, it's, yeah. it's no longer the, the computer rankings where I like that kind of flexibility where a team who might be, you know, let's say undefeated, you know, maybe you see them a little bit higher or lower or whatever it may be. You know, you don't have to depend on those computer rankings anymore. Yeah, well, it's a coach's vote, so it's no different than basketball and baseball. Uh, so they're going to get a little taste of the medicine that basketball coaches go through every year, and I think that's kind of funny, a uh, little little payback or irony for these football coaches to see what it's really like to be in the political game of of voting uh so that'll be fun that'll be fun to watch because it's feeding on votes we've been we've experienced that before in other sports yeah well troy it's uh, been great having you on and great talking to you again i mean it, i know it's been a week but you know miss seeing you here on the sports fan <laughs> yeah just wait wait till the governor gives us the green light and then i'll i'll be in a lot more so we'll be good to go sounds good Again, Troy Ballin, appreciated. Samantha Garcia was on the show previously. I'm Connor Mills signing off. Columbus Blue Jackets coming your way next. It's the Blue Jackets in Toronto Maple Leafs. Service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM.